the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hi there this is the property pod my name is suren naidu and on this moneyweb podcast show we chat to leading executives analysts developers and researchers in South Africa's expansive property industry. The industrial and logistics property market is the topic up for discussion in the latest episode. Leading commercial real estate services company JLL recently published a report which essentially is a logistics and industrial market overview for South Africa. The report says that the development of logistics properties has gained significant momentum countrywide over the past 10 years or so. Joining me on the property pod now is Mika Pernell, JLL's research manager for Sub-Saharan Africa, to give us some insight on what's behind the increasing demand and better performance of industrial and logistics properties in South Africa. Welcome to the podcast, Mika. Hi, sir, and thanks for having me. Before we get into the topic of the episode, please tell us what JLL does and how long it's been operating in South Africa and specific to you, your role at the firm and what it entails. Sure, yeah. So JLL is primarily a provider of property consulting and management services. Um, we sort of, we provide property advisory services to corporates, occupiers, investors, and developments, and we're involved in various property asset classes, including commercial, retail, residential hotels, and of course, in the context of today's podcast, the industrial sector. We're a Fortune 500 company with operations in more than 80 countries globally, Um, but we opened our first official office in South Africa in 2011 having previously had a presence in the country through our facilities management business line. So that's sort of in a nutshell what we do. As you said, I am our research manager for the Sub-Saharan Africa region, meaning I put together our research publications and intelligence reports about key markets and sectors throughout the region. Thanks for that. On SA's burgeoning industrial and logistics property market, what's behind the boom over the last decade or so? Well, I think there are a couple of factors, but we can reasonably narrow it down to about three main drivers, being the advancements in technology, growing e-commerce, and then supply chain optimization. The last two that I mentioned in particular came to the fore in 2020 due to the pandemic and made businesses realize that they need to invest in their supply chains and their storage and distribution systems now in order to future-proof their businesses. Um, New technologies have changed inventory management systems, allowing retailers and manufacturers to more efficiently store their products, while the rapid uptake in e-commerce in South Africa has meant that retailers have need to have more sort of easily accessible and distributable inventory on hand. So then finally, the third thing, the global there was a massive disruption to global supply chains over the last two and a half years where shipping and manufacturing in general just became so much slower and re- less reliable. So a lot of local businesses had to sort of step up to full supply gaps and sort of onshore their, onshore their manufacturing and their production where possible. 
Just a little bit of insight. It comes across like it's more of a growth in logistics property as opposed to industrial property. Is that correct or is it pretty much both sectors growing or subsectors at the moment? Yeah, so logistics is definitely growing faster than your conventional industrial property. I don't want to say that your industrial property is sector isn't growing because there's definitely demand for manufacturing um, and sort of older stock to store commodities and that kind of thing in. But the primary growth sector is definitely your logistics subsector. And which locations in the country are attracting most of the investment uh, in the sector of the commercial property market? And why? Is it pretty much the the big three hubs of uh, Joburg, Cape Town and Durban? Yes, you're, you're spot on. So essentially locations around those three sort of main ports that are easily accessible and have good links to transport infrastructure is where we're seeing most investment taking place. So, I mean, in Joburg, it's sort of out along the R21 um, and towards Midrand and around the airport. In Durban, it's sort of the outer west area along the N3, which is also being upgraded. And then in Cape Town, similarly, along the N2 highway and the R300 motorway is sort of where we're seeing the most development and investment activity. It's quite interesting. I know on the outer west, uh, it might not be reported on as much, but uh, there are some massive warehouses from Pepco to Mr. Price and Unilever as well along the route going towards Peter Maritzburg. I know there was a deal with the Equitas uh, where they were trying to secure a deal with Pepco, but Pepco eventually went ahead and developed that on their own. But... um, Is it largely listed property counters or real estate investment trusts behind the development of industrial and logistics properties, or is is it a mix between the listed and privately owned developers? I would say it's a mixture between private developers and then the big listed or unlisted funds. And in a lot of cases, there's actually sort of joint ventures between a REIT and a private developer, um, such as in Brackengate and Cape Town, which is Redefine and VDNV developers are sort of developing that precinct together. So there's a there's a good mix between the two, listed and unlisted. Can you perhaps tell us what are some of the biggest industrial logistic property development currently on the go? I'm not sure if your research zones into, you know, the scale of what's happening. I know in the press release, there was some insight in terms of developer-driven developments or um, tenant-driven as well as spec developments and it seems there seems to be quite a, a increased demand from tenant driven as opposed to spec yeah so i think um i mean you brought up equitas earlier and they are definitely the biggest and the most active in the sector at the moment they're doing a lot of development both tenant driven and spec development and um, the tenant driven stuff that's the really big stuff that's going on So, for example, Equitas is busy developing a distribution centre, I think, of about 50,000 square metres in the Vitfontaine Kempton Park precinct. And then they've also recently announced that they've agreed terms to develop another 85,000 square metre-odd property, also in that R21 Kempton Park Vitfontaine area. Um, And then Trueworths and Atterbury have also recently announced they're planning on developing a 53,000, I think, odd square meter distribution center near Cape Town. So the tenant-driven or the occupier-driven development 
is your really big properties of over, say, 30,000 square meters. And then your spec development, which isn't happening quite to the same extent, just because construction costs are becoming so expensive and land availability is also a bit of an issue. But that's usually smaller than 15,000 square meters. So that's sort of for your smaller players. In the report, JLL says there is a marked shortage of well-located quality stock of properties greater than 20,000 square meters in the sector of the market. Taking this into account, do you think the boom in development in the logistics and industrial sector is set to continue for a while? Well, I'm not sure that there's really a, a straightforward yes or no answer to that question. There are certainly factors that support growth and development in the sector. I mean, as I said in the reports, and I'll definitely reiterate now, there is a shortage of large logistics properties available, especially, you know, logistics that are considered to be in secure parks or in secure locations and with the quality and the amenities in terms of your racking heights and that kind of thing. There's definitely a shortage of that meaning that any sort of occupier or operator that needs a modern logistics warehouse that is bigger than your 10 to 15,000 square meters needs to reach a development agreement. But then on the other hand, land and construction is becoming increasingly more expensive. And I mean, given the global economic context at the moment, many business and CapEx decisions are being delayed. So that sort of slowing down the pace of development a little bit. And then also, yes, the e-commerce market in South Africa is growing, but it's still a very minor component of overall retail trade sales. Recently, we've seen several retailers sort of focusing on investing in their physical outlets and their physical offering rather than their online presence. So while there's definitely still strong demand for accommodation in the sector, I'm not convinced that the development boom will continue to the same extent for over the next sort of, definitely not for the next over three or so more years. And the shortage around well-located, is well-located besides being economic hubs? You know, you mentioned Atterbury and Truett, that's quite near the airport precinct in Cape Town. Uh, There's quite a lot of development in Joburg around the airport precinct. And in Durban now with King Shaka, there there seems to be uh, 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 some new developments coming up by private developers to develop massive warehouses near the airport there. Is it pretty much the ports and airports that are are well-located properties or what other areas that uh, investors will look at? So it's definitely around sort of the ports, the seaports and the airports that are considered prime locations. Um, But what I also mean by well-located is that there's a lot of, especially in sort of Joburg's southern region, there's a lot of older existing industrial hubs or um, nodes and precincts. And in fact, in those areas, there's often a lot of high vacancies. You know, there's properties standing empty, but those areas are considered less appealing to investors and to occupiers because of the safety perspective, the congestion. Um, A lot of the time, those properties aren't really suitable. They don't have this right sort of yard area and that kind of thing. So those are all factors that sort of need to be taken into account when you consider the locality features of the site. Mika, is there any other highlights from the report that you want to share before we go? One thing that we can sort of mention is 
in doing this research and putting that report together, we also looked at trends that are happening, you know, over in EMEA in Europe and sort of more established markets. And we try to see how South Africa is performing in relation to those markets. And it was actually very interesting to see that we're doing a lot of the trends that are happening here are also happening overseas. So I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, considering what's happening abroad. But it is interesting to see that we're not necessarily the sort of isolated, faraway market anymore. Mika, we will have to leave it there. Thanks so much for your time. That was Mika Pinnell, Research Manager for Sub-Saharan Africa at JLL. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu, brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. 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 MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.